0: Welcome to the Bet with Jet podcast. I'm Kyle Verchetti alongside Brian Campbell and Alex. Week 14 and the NFL season. We are going to quickly recap our week 13 picks. Uh, not bad. All of our picks, we went 60%. And according to my calculations, that is a winning formula in the NFL. Off to us, um, hit our best bets, all three of us. Two out of three on the Caesars. And uh, if we two and three in a given week, we're doing pretty well because these games can go either way. So sixty percent between the three of us, like, like it seems to be, we're a tripod. Um, we need each of us here for us to move forward and get better <laughs> as the season goes on. This is what happened. No, but uh, I'm glad to have you guys back for a second week in a row. Um, how was your week, uh, thirteen, and just how you guys doing in general?
1: Can't lead it off. You sure? You're the big winner this week. Four and
2: one. I like to be humble, but sure, I'll start, Canby. Four and one was nice. You know, I uh, I, I did feel like I was on the lucky side of the Packers game. Um, felt like I was pretty dead even about the Giants. The Giants certainly have their chances to win. Um, what a wonderful call last week when I said Aziz Ojolari is back, and then he basically wrecked that game for me. Just – chef's kiss on that call um the lions one was easy uh you know the lions one i i i kind of give Chetty a little bit of credit for that one too because you alerted me to that like literally like that sunday at 9 p.m you texted me like dude that that game's crazy so you didn't take the Lions. <laughs> uh i did in real life though
1: sorry i did real life. i did in real life too don't worry thank you yeah, like, in <laughs> so real life I. I did yeah <laughs>
2: But, uh, no, I mean, the Packer game was certainly a very lucky cover. Uh, I mean, not lucky, but, like, one that you think halfway through the fourth, like, well, that's not happening. And then it does, so. Um, you know, it all felt good. As a Giant fan, I felt sickened by that tie. Um, but when you had them at plus two and a half, you know, they were up seven. Could have been up ten late fourth quarter would have iced that game, so. I think a little unlucky if you had Giants' money line, which I'm going to have had too. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a good I, week. I really good really good games up and down. Like The Jet Viking game was awesome. The Giant game was really good. Bengals Chiefs was certainly a pretty good game. A um, lot, of, lot of good football games
0: last week, so you like to see it. I don't care what you guys say. Uh, you got lucky with Dallas minus 11 too. I don't care what anybody says, the Colts were the what? right side in that game. What? 21-19 with three minutes going into the, the into the fourth quarter. Uh they get these gifted turnovers, you know, defensive touch which just, would just uh you know blew the doors off that game. But man, the Colts were live in that game. You know, it's just the you know, each game in the NFL has a different story and just when you think you haven't figured out something like that happens i mean if there's like one side score that really shows that the game is closer than what it was it was that game you know i mean the colts were definitely um you know hanging around there but hey that's the way the nfl is we talked about it last week the nfl wants teams to be close in in, in talent and in records and of you know bottom feeder and middle tier teams uh very few elite if any teams right now we saw kc go down uh to the hot Bengals, and you know um philly continues to dominate so they they might be a standalone team right now in terms of the elite with uh buffalo starting i think philly's kind of on a pedestal by themselves right now in terms of teams that have just been pretty consistent over the year they put up a couple clunker performances obviously against uh you know the commanders and then they almost lost the colts a few weeks back but i'm really impressed with what uh philly's doing what do you think of the eagles at this point
1: uh, I, eagles are definitely up there i think it's gonna be a two-team race in the nfc between the eagles and the cowboys i mean i said i said it last week get all the value on the futures is on the cowboys at plus 900 and after that win, it already dropped down to plus 700 for them to win the Super Bowl. And I just think it's going to drop even more uh, as the season continues because I think that defense is going to carry them far. Uh, they got the weapons on offense. I mean, you get to the playoffs, teams that go far in the playoffs rely on good defense, good running game, and Dallas has both. Philly has both, too, but I think Dallas is just hitting the strides at the right time, and um it's going to be tough because they're probably going to end up having to go on the road in the playoffs, but I could see I could see them doing it this year. Could be. Yeah, I mean, with
0: San Fran, obviously losing uh, Jimmy G, who might be back for the divisional round at the earliest, assuming they make it that far. In steps, Brock Lesnar-Purdy as the starting yeah. quarterback. <laughs> uh So we'll see. I mean, look, if there's one team in the NFC or in the NFL that could plug in a rookie quarterback into their system that they believe in and the players believe in. Uh, it's the Niners. You know, they still have they still have a really good running game and they still put their players in positions to make plays. So if any team could do it, I think it's the Niners. So I guess we'll see how they perform over these next few weeks. They tried to Trey Lance and it didn't work out for them, so we'll see. That's true. Uh, maybe we find out the underrated value of Jimmy G, you know, moving forward here. We're going to find out, you know, so his value, we'll see if they could, Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs, but, um, and you know, pro- probably win that division, but we'll, we'll see what, ha- what happens when they get in the tournament. Uh, any other thoughts on any of the games from last week? I could just, you know, um, oh. uh, yeah, go ahead. I Austin. think Cleveland, uh,
2: I, th- I think yeah, Cleveland I mean... was an interesting game to watch just to see, you know, that. They did They did respond, I think. To, they played really, really well. Watson did not play really, really well, but as a team they did. Houston is terrible. I mean, yeah, if you well, look at uh, – you can go, Cammy.
1: No, well, I was just going to – that's why they were my best bet. There's was, was yeah. a big play fading Houston uh, yeah. with the Cleveland defense. I thought Deshaun was definitely going to have some rush. He hasn't played in over two years, but, I mean – First game really, jitters the, back. Like, yeah.
2: R- really, when you, when you look at the suspension now, because you watch the game and, like, I kind of I, – I didn't watch a freaking second of it live. I, I watched, like, the 20-minute play-by-play thing they put up on YouTube of it, and it's like, oh, it's going to take him a few games. You almost think the NFL did him such a solid, where he's going to get, like, six live games this year to shake the rust off and then just be his normal self next season. Like, the the punishment they gave him, it's really conducive to him being his normal self next year. It's kind of crazy. And then, yeah.
1: I mean, just to continue, like, I went two and three on the week. My teaser lost <laughs> right. with the Lamar Lamar injury kind of cost me my teaser on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Washington game, like, Washington could have gone either way. Like, I feel like that was a game where I could have easily won at the same time that I lost it because of the tie. Dolphins, Dolphins are the big disappointment for me, Like especially with Garoppolo going down, Purdy coming in. Dolphins still couldn't do anything uh, to even cover getting four points against the Niners on that. And then yes. I don't really have much to say about the Falcons game. Uh, that was kind of stuck in the corner of the sports bar, and my attention was not on that game at all, mm-hmm. but did not win that one either.
0: That game could have gone either way too. You know, it was close. It was close call. I think it was nineteen sixteen something like that. So, nice. so you never know which way the ball is going to bounce, But, I mean, watching that game, you can kind of tell the Steelers were the right side the entire time. Just I think it yeah. really just kind of packed it in for the year. But Miami, I think we because we, I took Miami too, last week, and I think maybe we just underestimated the the importance of uh, the cluster injuries that the Dolphins had on arm Armstead out, I know they signed Eric Fisher this week, so. You get a stopgap guy for a couple weeks. I know Armstead did not practice today. So you talk, and we'll talk about this when the game comes up, but, you know, you go from playing the 49ers defense to playing the L.A. Chargers defense, who are bottom in uh, pass rushing efficiency. Uh, maybe Miami can get by in terms of, you know, uh, the lack of pass rush of the Chargers. Could 49ers who are top five. So uh, we'll see what happens. Any other thoughts you know, before the, we go on to week fourteen? You know the
2: Niner game that I think I said last week that the point spread of the Niner game almost told you what Vegas thought about the game already. You know because it's like why is why is why are the Niners laying more than a field goal here? It seems odd. I mean, honestly, you watch the game that's without Jimmy G. The Niners just more talented, and you know I think there's still I I know a lot of people are maybe not crowning Miami but saying that Miami should be in the the Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati class, I, I'm i not sure yet, you know, and they got, you know, they got pistol whipped at points in that game. Um, I, I think Miami is a team where as you come into December here, you know, I'm not saying you fade them, but you may think that, eh, you know, maybe they're not quite in that top, to quote Jim Ersay, the upper quartile of that upper quartile, if you know <laughs> what I mean.
0: Miami got punched in the mouth. They they they, they did. They get, they, they did. It was kind of yeah, it was kinda of, you know what it kind of reminded me of, and it wasn't to this degree, but when the um when the Broncos played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl when it was Legion of Boom, you kind of had that that finesse high powered offense versus the dominating defense. I'm not saying the Niners had a Legion of Boom, but you kind of get the same thing you know, dominating defense, hard hitting versus a finesse high powered offense, you know, and the defense came out on top.
1: You know, Miami's going to be really tested these next couple weeks because they're going to be getting away from the confines of Miami, Um, going on the road to places like Lambeau. I think they got to go to Buffalo still. So, like, you're going to see this cold weather start to neutralize the speed on that offense.
0: Very true, and the Dolphins don't exactly have a
1: power running game, So um, and their
0: defense isn't anything to be desired. So you talked about a good running game and a good defense travels. You could argue that Miami doesn't have either of those things. Um so this will kind of be telling you they gotta to go to Um they played the Packers in Miami, I think, Campbell. You're talking about the one on Christmas. No. But then they go to New they go to New England, I mean, which
1: will be I, a think tough it, I thought it was in La- I thought it was at Lambeau, but I could be wrong.
0: It's in Miami, yeah. I just pulled, pulled uh, up just it just to make sure. Okay. But I mean Buffalo's tough, New England's gonna be tough, and then you know the Jets pushover. They they get them in Miami this year, but um, the Jets have played pretty well in Miami the past uh, few few, uh, years, so um, they'll definitely be tested. Uh, You guys ready for week 14? Hit us. All right, so Thursday night, L.A. home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders coming off of another win against their division rival, and uh, pretty much just packed it in. They put out a good effort against the Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, they were up twenty three twenty and up on that final drive to pull out the win. Didn't get the cover, so the Rams did cover that game. Uh, Vegas got the cover as well against the Chargers. So uh, Las Vegas pretty much consensus six six and a halfs are popping up now. Maybe it probably gets a seven by by tomorrow. That's my guess. They get a lot of teaser action on, on the Raiders uh, tomorrow. Uh, I can't see a lot of money coming in on the Rams who were just depleted by injuries. Rolled out. Uh, no Cooper Cup, no Stafford, obviously. Uh, no Tyler Higby. He didn't practice today, so uh, I have no opinion on this. I lean Rams just because I don't think the the Raiders deserve, deserve to be laying this kind of number against anybody on a short week. And the Rams still have defensive DVOA, so Maybe the Rams can take advantage of that, but I have no opinion on this game other than just a lean to the Rams. What do you guys think? With you, Alex?
2: Um, I I would I would lean Rams too, just because um I'm not, I'm not betting it either, but just because you know Vegas feels like a team that would hit. Like sometimes I just love betting road teams in the Thursday game. Like I just love fading them, and if I don't fade them, it's like, well, are they coached well? Are they do they have a good you know do they and they're playing for something important and all that stuff. I hate the Raiders coach. I don't think he's good at all. Um, I think McVeigh is a better coach than him. McVeigh kind of showed it last week. Like, McVeigh did scheme them into a pretty damn close game last week. Um, and they could have beaten Seattle, and Seattle had to have that game. They had to have it. So, um, I, I think I lean the Rams here, but not enough to certainly bet the game because you just don't know if that big turnover is coming or not. So, yeah. Um, Staying away, but I, I lean Rams.
0: I think it is important to note, obviously, that the Rams picked up uh, Baker Mayfield off waivers this week after being. McVay actually said. So,
2: and McVay did not shut the door on him playing quarterback tomorrow. Could you
0: imagine? He, he might like, get. To, like, that yeah, would be nuts. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't How's think it's going to call a play. Move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think probably just some simple plays to get him acclimated to the off yeah. Short week like this. Uh, the, I mean, when that news came out, the line didn't move at all, and I don't think it should. I mean, it's not like Baker is uh you know, top ten in EPA, or you know, he's yeah. he's lighting it up in the league. So uh, he wasn't
1: even top three in the Panthers.
0: Yeah, got beat up <laughs> by Sam Darnold. I mean, I mean, Darnold and PJ Walker were both better than him. <laughs> I guess the question is, is Mayfair, Mayfield Mayfield have now, and and you know, John Warford and. Uh, Bryce Perkins, uh, I would I mean, probably tri- say yes. In three right? days, I don't know if I'd say yes. Yeah, long term, all, yeah. all things
2: being equal, of course. But like in three days,
0: probably not. I just, the arm strength, I don't think he has the the confidence. I mean, he's got to go down as one of the the worst first overall picks, you know, in the past fifteen twenty years. So uh, I I don't see him having an impact, you know, th- this week. Maybe they give him an opportunity to start a game or two, you know, before the end of the year, but uh, it doesn't really change my opinion on the game. So uh, are we good, uh, Campbell? Do you have
1: any thoughts on this game before we move on? I do have some thoughts on this game. I love how the Raiders have finally found their identity Ooh, in Josh Jacobs. Feed him the ball. The guy is a monster. And he's only going to open up the passing attack. Give Devontae Adams his touches. his touches. Uh, I love the Raiders here in this spot. I think the Raiders see potential in backdooring into the playoffs after such a rough start, and they know they're probably going to have to win out. So I think they're going to full, full goal, put on the gas. I think they're going to try to take it, uh, put a pounding to the Rams while the Rams have nothing really going for them. Um, I actually bet. have this. I have this as my best bet of the week. Whoa, whoa, Raiders six and a half. Wow, so we're kicking off the show with a Thursday night best bet. I'd well, say so. The best, not see
2: that the, best bet, the best bet, and the pod won't even be posted before the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, uh, it'll be up, guys. Come on, it's a new era. Give me some crap here, okay?
1: It'll be on the Twitter page by the end of the night tonight. Don't worry, yeah, that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, uh, Rams are. Second to last in uh, pass rushing uh, pressure rate. And uh, the Raiders' defense, I mean, they're not world beaters. I mean, they're they're kind of at the bottom end of the rank with pass rushing as well. Uh, the Rams can't rush the passer. They can't pass the ball. Um, they just don't have the players right now. So I definitely see why you're leaning to the big number. Um, I, I just feel like this.
1: This should be this should be an over over a touchdown spread in my opinion, and the fact that it's not, I mean, kind of, is a little wishy washy cool. to me. So if I can get the Raiders under a touchdown, which they're currently at, I'm going to pull that trigger all day.
0: Yeah, it's not it? a big. I don't I don't know what you guys think about look ahead spots, but it's not a big look ahead spot for the the Raiders. I mean,
1: they do play
0: this week, and it's a four o'clock game, so. Not nothing to really look ahead to uh, on a short week, so I, I definitely get where you're coming from, but it's just a big no. Um, all
1: right, so let's go to Sunday. Interesting game and, here. Uh, I just like, and they're going back to they're going back to Los Angeles. It's going to be a 95% Raiders crowd there. Like true. the home field advantage is going to fall on the Raiders in that game. Too. <laughs> does Vegas
2: does Vegas have fans?
1: SoCal is all Raiders country
0: out there. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they used to be in Oakland. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Angeles, I know they obviously. used to be in
2: Oakland, but you know they did move because they didn't have enough fans. So it's a, it's a valid
0: critique. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Uh, regardless, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, don't know
1: if it's, they didn't have enough fans or they wouldn't get financed the stadium. Kind of like the Oakland Athletics is having a problem out there. Who is? Aren't the Oakland Athletics? Oh, athletic? the same pro- yeah, same problem with with baseball. Yeah, can't they finance the stadium? Yeah, it's just sh- I want to. It.
2: It's just sh- the- Oakland wants to build the nicest baseball stadium on the water, and the city. I'm not going to get into it. It would be great <laughs> if they build that stadium, but they're not going to. So yeah, get ready Only for on the Vegas Athletics.
0: <laughs> Only on the Bet With chat podcast do we spend 15 minutes on the Raiders versus the Rams on Thursday night, and the tormenting on Thursday night. Continues, he has got to be dreading <laughs> you know leaving that Sunday night job and going to. He's probably gonna be, I don't know what his contract is, but
2: probably gonna. Oh, it's outrageous, you know. So, you know, you know, Mike Francesa, Chet? you know him, right? Yeah, the talk show on
0: New York, yeah, yeah. for
2: Mike and the Mad Dog. So, he, he on his pod, he talked to Al Michaels about about like this spot, and he was like. You know, Al, I know you, you like publicity, but you like, uh, you've never turned down a single dollar in your life. So I can only imagine what Amazon paid you. And Helm Mike was alluded that he makes more than Patrick Mahomes. He like alluded to it. Like very, yeah, that like Amazon paid him that much to like validate the broadcast. And he was like, when they offer you Patrick Mahomes money, and Mike said, of broadcasters, you mean? And he said, um... Well, sure, sure. I guess sure. I don't sure. want articles. In. <laughs> but, yeah, like he might be. Ma- he might be making forty-five, fifty mil this year to broadcast okay. these he, games. So, you know, he, he's sleeping fine.
0: Yeah, yeah he's gonna. He can suffer through a medi- there, Yeah, he can Dang. suffer through a mediocre West Coast game. It's fine. Right. Let's go to an uh, interesting game here, where the you know the looking at last week. Yeah, I mean Minnesota opened as a three-point favorite, and now they're. Almost a three-point dog. I mean, it's pretty much two and a half uh, lions as the favorite consensus. Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, just Minnesota back in the market right now. Just you know, evidenced by this line, but but with the bookmakers as well. You know, you could say they're the worst ten and two team, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Minnesota an underdog here, a team that's definitely going to make the playoffs, and a Detroit team that's pretty, pretty much unless they went out and, you know, get, get some help. But uh, I don't have an opinion on this game, or I don't have a, a play in this game, but I, I lean Detroit just cause I, I, I do like what I'm seeing from Detroit in terms of the defensive side of the ball. I think their, their defense has played a lot better. They're all for, for the entirety of the season has been very consistent. They're, they're top five in yards per play. Uh, but it was the defense that was just so god awful that kind of, Know, uh, canceled out their offensive success but now they're getting turnovers their defense has been playing better uh, so I, maybe Minnesota's due for a letdown here gonna you know they're not gonna go 15 um, 2 so maybe this is a game they drop but then again you know Minnesota has some motivation coming into this game the winless Lions last year at Detroit you know with that heartbreaking ending there on the last play of the game so that's it just makes it an easy pass uh, but be a square dog, dog this week. Do any of you have a play in this game? I have a play in this game,
2: Chetty.
1: I have a play in this game, too.
2: Okay, I have a feeling we're so. going to
0: go opposite. But I am,
2: I am taking the bait, Chet, and I will take the Minnesota Vikings in this game. To me, it, sometimes I understand it's a trap. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm falling into a rat trap. The spread should be reversed. This is Vikings laying three all day. It's five and a half points off to me. Like the Lions laying points here doesn't make sense. You want to say the Lions have a good defense? The Jets have a good defense. And Minnesota moved it on them. And, I'm, you know, not at will. The Jets definitely held them up. But that was a tough game last week. Minnesota pulled it out. The fact that it's a division game, the fact that they're underdogs, if you think they aren't aware that they're two and a half point underdogs in this game, like they are. They know. The coaches let them know they are not going to let down for it. It's division game anyway. Like you said last year, this is probably a stinging game for a lot of the Minnesota players. I just really like Minnesota. And look, one o'clock game against Detroit. That's where Kirk Cousins becomes Johnny Unites. Like this is his moment. You know, it's as far away from fine time as you can get. So maybe it's a rat trap. We'll find out. Definitely worth the risk for me. Take, take the better team and the points
1: every time in the spot. Well. Your feeling was right, Alex. Oh yeah,
2: I know. I mean, I, a, I, I get it. I get. I get why. I
1: not get, not about ba- not about us being opposite each other, but about Ooh. the Minnesota Vikings winning this game outright. Yeah, it's, I love it. The spread is completely wrong. Minnesota's hey. been completely disrespected on this one. They, <laughs> they really are. They are a good team. They just find ways to win games, like. This is this is a diff, this isn't the same Vikings team as last year. Like, this is a Vikings team that knows how to close nine zero in one score games this season. Like, they find the way to win, and the fact that they are getting points against Detroit is just a slap in the face. It's going to be a motivator. It's going to make them want to come out and give them a punch, a punch to punch the gut right off the bat. Um, and like you said, Minnesota can move the ball. Like The Jets did everything they had to do, and Minnesota still put up 31 points against them or whatever it was last week. Yeah. Um, and I certainly still... like the Jets' defense more than the Lions' defense. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah. I mean, th- this game just is screaming Vikings money line bet yeah. all day long. So yeah. the, <laughs> fact, the fact that I'm getting points – Easy
2: bet. Like I said, it's a rat trap. Like this is like one of those trap games. You're like, why the hell is the spread what it is? And maybe Sunday at three forty-five. We're like, oh, okay. But I'm not
1: seeing it. I'm getting a better
2: team. I'm getting the better talent. I I
1: just think it's an overcompensation of the way Detroit looked against a terrible Jacksonville team.
0: Yeah, I can see that too. It's possible. Uh, This is gonna make you guys laugh, but um, I kind of forgot. I didn't. I started. uh, Talking about this game, I do have a play in this game, yeah. and uh, it's actually it. my it's best. Good. It's actually it's actually my best bet. Oh, do you go in Detroit? <laughs> I'm laying the points. Detroit minus two and Woo. a half. Love it. <laughs> That's my best bet.
1: Back to back, back to back, line best bets, huh?
0: Back to back, line best bets. If Minnesota would have dropped that game against the Jets last week, I probably here. But I just think Minnesota's due for a loss. You know, if you look at the rest of uh, Minnesota's schedule, uh, not exactly uh, the toughest. So I think I just think Detroit kind of has their number in terms of uh, the Vikings' offense versus the Detroit. Detroit has been money at home this year, and I feel like this line is two and a half for a reason. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people looking at this line and saying, the "Points with the ten and two Vikings against a five and seven Detroit team that just beat the, the Jaguars, uh, exactly. I think that is the perception. I think that's very accurate. But I, 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 I just think that I'm going to just go the opposite approach. I'm just going to just get on Detroit kind of finishing this season uh, on a high note. And, and Minnesota is really, like you said, Campbell, they've played a lot of close games. They played a lot of games last year and they lost a lot of them and they're winning a lot of them this year. So uh, that might be the case again this week, but uh, I just think a uh, divisional game with a high total is probably going to be a shootout. It's probably going to be uh, the type of game where the team with the ball last is going to win. And I'm just going to flip a coin and say, it's going to be Detroit. So, um, it probably should be closer to a pick them, but uh, if it's under a field goal, I'll, I'll take the, uh, uh, or I'll, I'll lay the two and. Would
2: well, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of getting the, the number, you know, if you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at, this line actually opened the way I thought it would. The line opened Minnesota lane three. Like, did all right. public money pull this
0: thing to Lions laying two and a half? Because if that's the case, I love that. <laughs> I no, loved, I, th- I love taking Minnesota. No, I think I think after uh, what happened last week, so with Detroit, you know, blowing out Jackson, oh, I got winning you. close against the Jets. I think just the the books just changed the line. You know, that. so that, well that's getting that yeah that's the question right there is justified, you know, sh- should it have gone all the way from minus three to, you know, minus two and a half Detroit. That's, that's a valid yeah. question. So. TJ happens to time
1: touchdown. Yeah, TJ like returned to Detroit time touchdown. Ah, uh, what is that? Plus money. Uh, I mean, you, it's most, 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 most anytime touchdowns are plus money. So.
0: Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those high-scored games that we usually see from the Vikings and the Lions. So it's, you could you could argue that the overreaction happened with Detroit uh, last week with how Jacksonville had a big win over, right? And Detroit mm-hmm. uh, lost a close game to Buffalo. And here you go, Detroit's a home dog against the Jaguars. That was a huge overreaction, right? Could be the same... The same situation here, or maybe the line was justified. I, I'm just going to roll with the punches that uh, Detroit is actually as good as we think. Defense improving, but we shall see. On right. to Campbell's New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Is it game for the Bills with the Jets getting that win uh, about a month ago, winning 2017 with Zach Wilson at the Mike White with his uh, second straight road start. Uh, with close loss last week uh, against Minnesota effort for sure. Their defense, although they gave up 27 points, um, you could tell they were still flying around the ball, really making good tackles. Uh, just came up a little bit short there. And then uh, Buffalo has extended rest here, you know, with a win over new England on Thursday night. So that kind of um, had goals here. And I'm just going to kind of uh, put it down as my second play. I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Buffalo. I think uh, I think it is a nice for the Bills. Um, if Buffalo had beaten uh, the Jets in that first game, I'd probably be a little bit more hesitant here. But with and Buffalo losing to the Jets the first time, I think Mike White, you know, he played Minnesota's defense last week. He gets to play Buffalo's defense this week. More of a tougher task in cold weather. And I think you're going to get a little bit of rallying of the troops with the Von Miller news coming out that he's uh, torn ACL is going to be out for the rest of the year. So I think you get a, a little bit better of a defensive effort from the Bills uh, to kind of, you know, show that they play elite-level defense. So give me Buffalo Bills minus nine and a half. What do you guys think?
1: This is not your daddy's Jets team anymore. These guys are not <laughs> a pushover. Three three games, this is going to be my third bet. I'm taking the New York Jets plus nine and a half. We're going head to I like to head. it. I like
2: uh, it.
1: I do think this is going to be a revenge game for Buffalo. I do think Buffalo is going to win this game, but the spread is way too big. This is going to be a three point seven point game at most. Um, Jets defense is going to keep, keep them in the game the whole time. And Josh Allen, he's not looked the same in about six weeks now, like too many mental mistakes. He's going to, throw a costly interception, trying to make a play. Um, and then the Jets, I mean, Jets defense has the ability to their ball Hawks. They can capitalize on that. Mike, uh, Mike White has the offense rolling. Garrett Wilson is a freaking scoring machine. Uh, they have all the confidence in the world with Mike White at the helm. So they'll be able to keep pace with Buffalo. In my opinion, uh, I, I, see this being a real close game. Nine and a half is just too many points, so I'm taking the points with the Jets.
2: I have a play in this game too, guys. This Man. is crazy. What's going on? We're not going to have anything to talk about the final five games. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually uh, oh, this is going to pain me. I agree with Canby here. So I um, <laughs> you know, I, last week when we opened up, I said one of the themes of the last month has been the Bills or not the Bills. Um, or they're not the bills that they were expected to be, um, whether it's the UCL injury that Josh Allen has or it's just less of a good roster or whatever it is. Um, the bills don't look like a team that like if they were playing the Chiefs tomorrow, uh, that I would think they would beat the Chiefs. They're not really a team right now, I think would beat the Bengals either. Um, I think they're coming apart a little bit. Um, and the Jets are really coming up strong. The Jets have a ton of talent. They're playing better. God, you wonder what the season could have been if Brees Hall didn't get hurt because, you know, they, they're just like an explosive running game away from being really tough. And it's a big spread, you know. It's nine and nine and a half. It feels like a spread that would have worked last year, like last year against the terrible Jets. You know, Bills probably would have been favored by 12 or 13, and this is still – it just feels too high. Um You know, it's strange to me. The Bills are nine and a half over the Jets. The Eagles are only six over the Giants. You know, the Jets are way better than the Giants. You know, so it's just kind of strange to me. I think it's two or three points too much. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets, take the points. And, you know, don't, not saying you should do it. But you know, if you're going to sprinkle any big value plays in to get, you know, plus 400 on a money line, this might be the game to do it. I I really like the Jets. I believe in them. Their talent's good. And I really I I would I'm going to be fading Buffalo
0: a decent amount here in the final month, so Wow. Okay. See. This might be uh, the first time in the history of the show where two straight games has been Campbell and Alex versus myself. <laughs> so yeah. uh if you go on, if if you're oh, a yeah. professional oh, wrestling yeah. fan, it, if you're a pro wrestling that's... fan, it's a handicap match two two weeks in a row. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Are we PC yet? Is it a disabled match or is it still a still a yeah.
1: handicap? <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's disabled match. That sounds so depressing. All right. So uh, Campbell... Is
1: that what it really is, Don't Please don't tell me. No, about no, no, oh, okay. two, no, it's no. just two <laughs>
0: versus one now, they call it.
1: Okay. two first
2: one
0: <laughs> in 2022 you got anybody's feelings so there we um, go
2: republic publicly traded
0: company here Chet. that's very true all right so uh we got the jets from Campbell and Alex and then laying nine and a half with the bills all right um next game both i have a play on this too. Crazy! Like we're getting all the games out of the way. I know. Uh, no. I do not have a play,
1: so at least I could take I, one off. Finally. I don't either. I, I, I'm I'm <laughs> good until the Sunday night game. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so was, uh, oh man, Campbell's okay. gonna go to sleep. Seriously, yeah. If you want
0: to take a power nap, you can. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Baltimore, coming off of that. uh You know, I think there was like 26 seconds left in that game against the Broncos. Obviously, Tyler with the uh, injury to Lamar Jackson. Started off a little bit shaky, but then he kind of turned it on and scored the the game winning touchdown. Um, go up uh, ten to nine. Didn't get the cover, but got the win. As we're talking, guys, that Detroit Minnesota line went down to two. So I don't know. Ooh, if- uh, must must be to. Uh, are we, to- we on a live feed? And are we on a live feed impacting the spread? Maybe anchor has some. Uh, <laughs> you know some. Uh, he's uh, wiring in on our podca- podcast and trying to. <laughs> yeah. Start tapping into our podcast and see what's going on. But, yeah, just we just saw a couple twos pop up. So, so, uh, so anyway. Would so, you like
1: it at two, then?
0: Cause... Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, we should have a rule. Uh, like, by the end of the podcast, that's a number you get.
1: I'll give it to you at two, because I'm willing to take Minnesota all the way to min- Minnesota minus two and a half.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, we'll make that change. Plus two. And we got Detroit minus two. Uh, All right, so Baltimore-Pittsburgh. We talked about Baltimore. Uh, these teams tend to play pretty close every time they play. But it's interesting now the quarterback battle here with Huntley versus uh, Pittsburgh. It just seems like they've kind of overachieved the past few weeks. Uh, I know them getting T.J. Watt in defense has been a big addition and a big help to them uh, in terms of how many points they've given up with the pa- over the past few weeks. But I don't know. I, I like Huntley. I I, I like as much of a downgrade from Lamar as other people might see. I think he fits their scheme pretty well. You give him a full week of practice, a low total 7. It's probably going to be a field goal game. I think Baltimore's a better team. I think I think the defenses are pretty much a wash. A little bit of an edge, but I think they're pretty close. And I just think Baltimore puts up more points than Pittsburgh here. So I think this line's kind of off. I think you should be closer to a pick. half of Baltimore, and uh, that'll be my Third bet of the week, yeah, Baltimore plus two and a half.
1: Uh, I mean, I kind of like what i have seeing out of uh, the Steelers lately. I mean, Kenny Pickett, his first four games, three, nine interceptions. Last four games, zero interceptions. Like he's learning how to control the offense. He's learning how to play uh, ball safety, not making those mistakes. Uh, Caused him to be three and one in his last four games. Now, like the Steelers are quietly sneaking up, and possible, like you look at their schedule, and you can say, "Man, Tomlin might not have that sub five hundred season this season. Mm-hmm. Like he might get to nine and eight this season." So, like, I would definitely, for me, I would lean Steelers. I think, I think the Steelers. Are playing a little better. I don't trust the Ravens with Huntley myself, and I mean even uh, before Lamar got hurt, like Lamar hasn't been the Lamar of re of recent. Like that offense has been struggling lately. Um, so I would definitely lean Steelers here. No play though. Okay.
2: I would I would lean I would lean Ravens in this game. They need it more. They have a lot more on the line. a um, little bit more talented, not really big on Pittsburgh's quarterback. Um, I do love Tomlin. Um, but obviously, I love Harbaugh too He's a great coach. Um, I, I wonder if them losing Lamar, you know, last week, they rallied a little bit. You could see – we've done this before, like, with the Cooper Rush thing. Like, teams can rally for a week around a backup quarterback and play a really good game because everyone's kind of locked in, and that's probably what this is going to be against a team that, you know, has holes, has trouble scoring sometimes. Um, like, the scary thing is about this, it's an AFC East game, Steelers-Ravens. I mean, this has been a great game for 15 years now. I mean, this has been one of the best rivalries in sports. Um. For the last, what going back to the Ray Lewis days? Really, these games have been great. So uh, I'm sure it'll be close. And if it gets late fourth quarter, um, you know the the Ravens have had a really tough time closing teams out. But um, you know, they just they need the game more. It's bigger to them. I I think Baltimore will pull it out, and the spread's small enough. What is I it
1: was- with the what is it with the Steelers and the diva wide receiver attitudes, though? Like now you got. Pickens complaining that he's not getting the ball as much as he should and that the offense needs to be directed more with him in mind. Like, I mean, the –
2: the, the, the,
1: the, As a rookie. The <laughs> last,
2: yeah. I mean, the last Steeler uh, receiver, I mean, is he still in that standoff? Did he die? Did, has anyone heard what happened <laughs> with the Antonio Brown standoff? <laughs> With the police that happened five days ago, because I feel like I saw a tweet that said he's an hour twenty-one of it, and nothing since. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if he's just inside, like you know, making I some mom
1: and the cops are waiting
2: for something. But we'll see. I mean,
1: between between them, like Chase Claypool was acting a fool until he got traded. Like, you guys, got to perform before he can start making demands. George Pickens has done nothing to merit. He's the man, jet. yeah. as
0: you bring up that Antonio Brown news, I was just scrolling through my Twitter feed and on Antonio Brown. Uh, police horses tell League of Justice that there has been a steady police presence outside of the home of Antonio Brown. It's since been a five Thursday. day
2: stand, it's been a five, it's a six day standoff,
0: and they believe he is still inside his home, passively refusing to surrender.
2: I told you he's inside making ramen, like, I ain't coming out. Well, he's he, taking,
1: taking pictures of some Instagram model in his bed that kind of looks like Giselle. This guy is insane. Uh, going incredible. back
0: to the game, incredible, incredible. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I just want to fade the Steelers because I look at the, you know, the two teams they played the past few weeks. You know, they played Atlanta. We know about their defense, and they they, you know, on uh, that Monday night game that could have gone either way. So I just think it's a, a step up. In class, although I'm not that big on Baltimore, I'm really not. Baltimore is a really good run defense, um, so mm-hmm. they can shut down Pittsburgh's run. Kind of put a little bit more pressure on Kenny Pickett to convert more. Th- think, mm-hmm. but it's going to be really close. I think it is. But sometimes I just give me the, the
1: best bets to make are the bets when you're fading a team and not really into the team you're betting. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Very true.
0: Uh, all right. So all the thoughts in that game, we can go to. Next, Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants. Uh, Philly, pretty much consensus as seven point favorites. Uh, so, you, with how much how much you're giving for home field in today's NFL, that probably puts um, you know the Eagles on favorite against the Giants, and that's way too much. So, I think you're paying a price for for Philly in this game based on it's this number one team in the NFL. You could argue uh Giants coming off that tough tie to Washington but I like that they tied because they still feel like they have a fighting chance they're still pegged in uh right in the thick of the playoffs i think Seattle has the the uh seed right now because of that that tie um but Giants are right there and the Seattle's kind of been fading over the past few weeks so play for here philly obviously has a lot to play for to uh keep the number 1 seed with Dallas and Minnesota right behind them. So, uh, I don't have a play in this game. I really don't know. I yeah, I, I can't take – I don't want to take Philly in this spot because I feel like they're due for a letdown at some point. I know that they're a better team than the Giants. So, I just – I have no opinion. What do you guys think? I have a play in this game, Chetty.
2: Oh! From the top rope, I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles in this spot, laying the point. What? I am. A um, couple reasons for it. You know, the, the tie last week. Um, this game, honestly, is of zero consequence to the Giants. It doesn't matter. Like, there's, they could win, they could lose. It will make no difference. They have to win next week. Um, they play at Washington next week. That's the Sunday night football game. Xavier McKinney's cast is off. Adoree Jackson's running. And Dable said he's not playing them this Sunday. Like, that lets you know. He's saving the roster for next week when he needs it. So even in the approach to the game, um, you know, a case where an inferior team, I wonder about the Giants' motivation just as much as Philly in this game. Next week's the game for them. Next week's the Giants' Super Bowl. Um, In Washington, Sunday night football. So I think as an organization, they're looking forward to that. The Eagles are miles better than them anyway. But, you know, it's going to be A.J. Brown against Fabian Moreau. It's going to be Devonta Smith against whoever the hell the Giants CB2 is right now before Dory Jackson gets back. A lot of matchups to like about Philly. Um, And the Giants, you know, they just try to scheme their way into 18 points a game, and doing that against this Philly team is just, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. And there's a myth going around that, the Eagles, anyone can run on the Eagles. I don't know if people have been watching the last couple weeks, but the Eagles have kind of figured that out in the last three or four weeks where they're better. The Giants' run game's gotten really bad, conversely, in the last month. Really, since Houston, they have not run the ball well at all. A um, lot of reasons to. to fa- I'm actually fading the Giants. This is not a pro Eagle pick. This is because I just think the Giants are all about next week in that game in Washington. It's a huge look ahead spot. And that's my reasoning, I think. You know, I was joking with Canby. The Giants are going to bench their starters this Sunday against the Eagles. So, taking the Eagles Um, in it, lay a touchdown.
1: I don't have a play, but I'm very strongly on the Eagles, too. The Eagles are just so good. Jalen Hurts is playing at an unbelievable level right now. I mean, they can run the ball down your throat with Miles Sanders, and they can put the ball with accuracy over the top with Hurts throwing it to A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith coming out of the slot. I mean, they just have so many weapons. It's going to be so tough to stop that offense. Um, and I don't think the Giants can keep pace with them. So definitely a strong move to the Eagles on my end.
0: Yeah, you've you guys convinced me. I mean, Philly is a pretty good uh, teaser spot. It looks like for the for this week. Mm-hmm. Philly did last week against Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is considered you know one of the top physical teams in the league, right? And Philly maybe. You know, they have a good running game, but they're, they're not considered a power-running team, a physical team. They showed that last week. I mean, they, they physically dominated Tennessee ball in a spot that maybe they were due for a letdown, right? NFC uh, going up against an AFC opponent, unfamiliar territory, uh, short week, you know, Philly on this hot winning streak, and they dominated them. They, they won by triple digits. So uh, I, I think one thing that stands out in this game for me that Eagles Packers game on, I think it was Monday night, uh, a few weeks ago uh, Packers blitzed a lot in that game. And I, and Hertz took advantage of that and had some big, big runs early in that game. That kind of gave them that, that comfortable lead. And green Bay wasn't able to bounce back from that. Uh, green Bay is second in blitz percentage. The giants. Oh, the giants so easily. The, the giants blitz a lot. So the question is when they blitz, are they going to get home or, to evade the rush and make those big plays. Because if they do blitz and they don't get there, Hertz is going to have his running lanes to make some big plays. I mean, you,
1: uh, saw, you, saw, you saw he had 100-some yards in the first quarter the other day. Right. So it
0: could be a similar situation. Now, Giants have a slightly better defense than the Packers. They have more speed at the linebacker position maybe. Uh, and they did get some defensive players back. They're getting healthier on the de- defensive side of the ball. We saw that last week. But if they don't get home, that's going to be a big problem for them. So um, I kind of lean under in this. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So, but still lean Philly. But uh, no, no play. Uh, but Alex with the to the Eagles. Uh, we're going to go to the next game, another divisional matchup: Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Browns off of that uh, double-digit win against the Houston Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson's first start. Now he gets a uh, game under. He he knocked off a lot of the rust. Um, did not play well last week. They won that game primarily on special teams and defense. Is that going to happen again for the second week in a row? Probably not. But now they go up against a Cincinnati team who's coming off one of their biggest wins, probably the biggest win of the season, against beating. Uh, third straight time so it's an easy pass for me just because of that because i don't know how watson's gonna play off of being so bad and then cincinnati i want to be in that laying in six off of that big win against the chiefs so easy pass what do you guys got
1: um i got a pass too i mean joe burrow has yet to beat the cleveland browns in his career and those were much worse cleveland browns teams than what i would say currently is um, I do think the Bengals are playing their best football currently. Um, so right now, I, that spread just kind of feels right around where it should be for me. So that are you surprised it it's be... not at
0: seven? Are you surprised it didn't get to seven?
1: A little bit, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think that they're seeing Cleveland as a, I'm, they're seeing Deshaun Watson as a big improvement for Cleveland. I think. And with the week under his belt, I think they're giving them a little more grace, and uh, yeah. that's why the spread's kind of more uh, lower than what you would expect.
0: Yeah, if if he had a gun to my head, I would definitely take the points of the Browns. I I couldn't get the Bengals in this spot off of that. Uh, I I agree with you on that too. And the yeah, the line is shady. You know, it's six. I know it. happened it, obviously we. You know, that's a much better number than six. But now it's in that weird territory where, okay, six is a key number. But a number with the Bengals off that big win. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page here. Alex, what do you think?
2: I, you know, I just wonder, Cincinnati, about having a letdown off of that huge win last week. And these games have been pretty close the last couple of years. Um... I don't lean Cleveland, but I definitely don't lean Cincy either. An easy no play for me. But Looking at the total, what do, you th- do you think this total is a little high? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, because sometimes Cleveland, you know, we've seen Miles Garrett wreck this game before. You know, like we've seen him, like, assault Joe Burrow the entire game. So, yeah, I think it's a little high. Um, but I, I think obviously everyone is kind of back on the Cincy train. And that's probably gonna be where a lot of things go the next month or so. So Yeah. Um you know, a no play for me just because you don't know what you're getting out of Watson. If Watson plays really well in this game, hell yeah, Cleveland could win out late. But um who knows how he's gonna play, you know? Um so it's just a lot of questions about it. A lot of unknowns. I don't know if since Cincy's efforts gonna be A plus plus for
0: this game after last week. So an easy an easy no play for me. If you guys could recall sean watson's rookie year but i remember winning this with the texans he he was playing it might have been a thursday night game he played at cincinnati, and i think they were dogs in that game and they won that game out right. i remember he had like a rushing touchdown it was like a like a 30 40 yard run so he played well in cincinnati before so maybe he kind of got that first bad game under his belt and now he's kind of just going to let it loose he threw a lot of low balls last week maybe but we could practice. He gets on track with his receivers a little bit more because they, they didn't have any 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 time to get their timing down throughout the year. So kind of work out the kinks and maybe they get a better, better performance this week. So uh, but no official plays from us in this game. Uh, but in Cleveland with the points, maybe Alex is leaning a little bit to the under. So uh, we'll go to another divisional game, Jacksonville, Tennessee pass for me just because i don't know if trevor lawrence is going to play he didn't practice today it's with my the toe best injury. Bet. oh i have a feeling you're going to go Tennessee. oh, oh, oh <laughs> am i going tennessee how'd you know chet <laughs> i can't blame you i mean you know with i the couldn't injury, wait to go tennessee I mean, if it's at four right now minus four tennessee if the news comes out that trevor lawrence is out this is probably going to shoot up close So, it's smart that you're doing it on the pod now because you might get some really good value. So, uh, no opinion from me in this game. Both teams coming off blowout long. uh, Divisional game. Uh, This is probably still Tennessee's division to win. Um, But with all the injury concerns in Jacksonville, and the number, I don't want to lay with Tennessee. Because I don't think Traylon Burks practiced today. He had the concussion. He's in concussion protocol. So, uh, uh, pass. Alex. I love this game. Um,
2: you know, Tennessee desperately needs a game. Their GM got fired 48 hours ago, so Rabel kind of solidified his little power play after the A.J. Brown fiasco on draft day. Did you see the video of him on draft yeah. day? I never saw that before. Yeah, oh, I, yeah Rabel's fr- pissed. First time I saw it. Oh, Walked AJ out Brown. of the room. Oh, that was great. Can't blame him. No, you can't. I mean, he was dead right. Yeah, so uh, – you know, I love Tennessee. You don't see what happened to them last week happen a lot to them, you know, where they just got manhandled last week. A great spot for Grable to sort of get the team's attention. The division's right there for him. Everything they want is there for him, and their home against what I think is a team that's a little bit overrated because of what happened a couple weeks back. Just absolute perfect spot for the Titans. Best bet of the week. Love them. Play them all day. You'll have this one won by the third quarter.
1: What, what's the spread of the game right now? Four. Yeah, I definitely beat Tennessee also. Um,
0: yeah. They it, beat up on this, Jacksonville every time. You see what Derrick yeah, Henry this did. Is, yeah.
1: This is, this is a game that Tennessee should have on lock. Uh, it shouldn't really be much of time. a contest. I do feel four points is kind of light, uh, but yeah. I do not have a play on this one. Okay.
0: Lots of injuries, but yeah, I would definitely lean – tennessee there uh houston and dallas i mean i'm not gonna go against the cow i'm not gonna go against the cowboys this week uh, breaking news first time in like two but um huge number here minus 16 and a half it was at 17 earlier this week uh houston coming off of that just in a game that you know many people were on them for some odd reason and then uh dallas coming off of that you know blowout win against TV. Uh, no real opinion on this game. I think it's too big of a number, but I just can't take Houston. They're that bad. They're going to go back to Davis Mills for this game. whoop do. doo um, huh. <laughs> I mean, these back really plays well, you know, at home, uh, inferior opponent. So I don't want to lay those points, but I don't want to easy pass.
1: Uh, it's too big of a line for me to play. Uh, like you said, you can't, you can't take Houston, but for me, I can't would be like 16 and a half points either Um, Dallas. Uh, if I had to lean, I would lean Houston getting the points just because I think it's such a huge number. Yeah. So Houston's so bad. Uh, I mean, you can see Dallas doing what they did to Indy last week to Houston this week. Um, getting a few defensive touchdowns to kind of blow this wide open. So it's an easy stay away game.
0: Exactly. I mean you could easily look at Houston last week and say, oh you know they had all those turnovers go against them and you know maybe the score wasn't as uh, you know far apart against the Browns as, as it should have. Been. And then Dallas, you know yeah, they won by what was it 35 points, but they got all those turnovers at the end of the game. Houston could do that and the Cowboys could do that again, you know, so it could happen in this game. So uh, I'm not going to take that risk, you know? So if there's one, turn the ball over again and again, it's Houston. And Dallas is number one in turnover differential. So, uh, easy pass there. Alex, do you have any thoughts on this game before you? I was real tempted to do my double digit one here. I'm not doing it
2: in the end (laughs) just because, uh, you know, big number, um, you know, could Dallas be asleep at the wheel here after a prime time game last week? It's possible. Um, I could also see Houston playing keep away a little bit. Like Houston doesn't want to get blown out by Dallas. Like that's an in state game. Like you know, it matters to them a little Cup. bit. That they're competitive. Yeah, matters to them a little bit. So you know, they're not going to be all loosey goosey with it. Mills is way better than the guy they had in. But I mean, that I still think Dallas could win by thirty. Yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't say it wouldn't happen. But, um, yeah, stay away. The Vegas did a good job here. Vegas is begging you not to bet the game with that spread,
0: and they beat me this time. I'm not betting. Yeah, the only way Houston stays in this game is if they give Damian Pierce 40 carries and they yep. get a few turnovers from Dak early on. I mean, you know, Dallas's rush defense isn't great, but it has improved a little bit over the – so – uh, easy pass uh, it is not worth our time at this at this point so we're gonna go on to a uh, good game it's a it got flexed uh, Miami Dolphins at LA Chargers uh, a lot on the line in terms of uh, playoff seating playoff seating probably for wild card now be losing to San Fran Miami's probably playing for a wild card and LA's kind of hanging on for dear life here I think they're six and six now uh, so uh, two high-powered offenses, but you could say that the Chargers, at this point, not putting up a lot of points. Uh, obviously, a lot of positions. Uh, Joey is still out. Uh, Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen missed a lot of time. Uh, they're kind of beat up on the line as well. But then you look at Miami, who has a lot of injury concerns as well. Jalen Waddle, was, uh, I believe he was limited in practice today, or he might not have. Um, and obviously, was Ron Armstead. He was limited, and, yeah, and Armstead didn't practice today. So uh, I'm still going to take Miami in this spot. Uh, I'm going to lay the three with Miami. Uh, I think the Chargers are that bad. They are bottom five in uh, yards per play, 4.9, especially when they play at home. Not a good home team. I know Miami, um, you know, going to San Fran, Going home and then going back to L.A. That is a tough, tough spot a um, loss. And it's a Sunday night game. Uh, you got to expect Miami to put on a better performance. I don't feel very strong about this pick, to be honest. I can easily see the Chargers winning this game. Uh, Herbert tends to play pretty well on Sunday night, uh, national TV in general. So, but uh, I part I... is just so bad this week that I was kind of feel, I felt forced to take, take Miami. I don't like laying three, but, um, I feel like just, they're that much better than the chargers on offense. And it's just a typical bounce back spot. So give me three, but I don't feel good about it.
1: Teddy, we are going head to head for the third time this week. Oh, I am taking the chargers plus three.
0: You're going
1: to win. I just feel it's more of a spot play for me. I, the Chargers have been so underperforming this year that I feel like they're just due for a breakout game. Uh, Dolphins, kind—I of, mean, as I alluded to at the beginning of the show, like this is the this is the stretch where they're going to have to really show their grit. Like getting away from Miami, um, facing some good teams down the line. I mean, they're going to have to show their true resolve. To um, win games like this, and I think the Chargers are just going to be able to take them in this game. Um, no, yeah. no, no real scientific reason why I'm taking it; just kind of a spot play for me. So I'm going to take the Chargers plus three. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. You're
0: probably gonna probably gonna hit on this. I mean, you're paying a pre. I think you know there's great value. I mean, there are even a few three and a halfs popping up now with the Chargers. So. I definitely get it. Uh, Miami's back up on the line. The one reason why I leaned Miami and ended up taking them with a the bet is because the Chargers just cannot rush the passer. I mean, they are right here. They are number bottom five. They're, they're fifth uh, worst in pressure rate. And uh, but they're definitely uh, kind of middle tier. So, uh, you know, that kind of offsets the injury concerns I have on the offensive line for Miami. Uh, but I could definitely see the Chargers winning this game outright. So, but definitely probably an overplay. I mean, the total's pretty high, right? What's it at? I think it's at fifty and half. So points are going to be put up in this game. We'll just kind of see what happens. Alex, do you have a play in this game?
2: I don't, but I would certainly lean Miami. I hate the Chargers. I hate them and their soul. Hate is they, a uh, word. I mean well wow. They're just they, they, you know, they've been overrated for a year and a half. You know, Herbert's probably going to miss the playoffs this year and next year. I can't wait to hear how he's. A sleeper pick for NFL MVP, blah blah blah. Um, they're just—they're not very good. I like Miami; a good roster. They got embarrassed last week, so very easy to get there. This one, prime time game. Um, you know, I, th- I think—I think when this game's done, i, I don't know if two is played on Sunday night yet this year. Has he? That's a good question.
0: I think it was but Monday night. Be, okay, so this, this could Monday be.
2: Against... Yeah, so this could be like a nice coming out party for for two of the people to realize how good he's been and how good he's been playing. So I, I like this spot for Tua and, and the Dolphins.
0: Don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about this, but I'm definitely <laughs> not going to bet this in, in like saying this podcast, real life. So, yeah. but for the pod's sake, <laughs> not no, this pod yeah. for the pod. Uh, the pod. Yeah. So after this game, we'll go to a game that probably a few people are going to watch this Sunday, the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. See, uh, Carolina by they, they went into the bye, beating Denver at home nice win there double digit win and uh, Seattle coming off of a close win against the uh, lowly Rams at home um, so now Seattle's kind of faded a little bit here uh, you know t- Seattle definitely has a lot to for, uh, in the wild card hunt they're the seven seed right now uh, but this line's pretty short you know for a Carolina team with an interim head coach uh, with their third quarterback starting, third or fourth starting quarterback of the of the year, uh, with Sam Darnold going to be getting the start here again. Um, line seems a little short, so I think I think Carolina is going to be live in this game. I'm not going to bet it, but I I think Carolina probably covered. But uh, I'm not going to have official play on it. But uh, what do you guys think about this game? I
2: actually have a. This my I think this is my last play. Right, this is my fifth one. Keep camping.
1: Yeah, I have. Uh, a, I, yeah, I got. I, like I, Se- I got thrown off for a moment because I was like, "We did, just did the Sunday night game, and now we're going back to for fourth Hockey." All right, yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like. Um, I like.
2: I like Seattle in this game. Um, I think everything you said is right, Chetty. I just think the circumstances and the opponent match up well for Seattle to just sort of hold serve for another week. Um, you know, Seattle's playing for everything. Carolina's not playing for nothing. Um, it is in Seattle um darnell doesn't inspire any confidence in me um the only thing i would look at is that um down foreman miss practice today and he is he's a pretty i mean he's not cmc but he's a very good running back for the things they want to do um you know if he's missing practice and he doesn't play it could get not maybe not ugly but it won't be easy um and you know the line opened at seven, but it goes down to three and a half. Is Sam Darnold worth four points? Is he worth three? Is he worth any? I don't think so. So um, I I, I like Seattle. That'll be my fifth play. I think they'll hold serve. Like, you might be right about them fading, but you know it might be that they're starting to play not to lose to these inferior teams because they have so much on the line here. But um, I like them this week. To hold. I mean, Carolina is one of the worst teams in the league, so I I,
1: I go Seattle.
0: All right, Campbell. What do you think?
1: Any thoughts? Uh, I I have a lean on Seattle. No play here. Um, I think Seattle just has too much to play for. Um, I mean, now that Jimmy G's hurt, like Seattle can see that division title in its grasp. So, I mean, you're going to see strong efforts from them for the rest of the season, in my opinion, because they can see they can see a division title like in their future, in my opinion. Um, and it's very possible. I mean, I know San Francisco's got a defense that can hold them off. But, I mean, Seattle, Seattle can, uh, has shown that they can play with the best of them. Uh, and as Alex said, Carolina's got nothing really left to play for. So, I definitely think Seattle's the right side of this. But no play for me. Speaking of,
0: you look at that key divisional matchup. Uh, Seattle plays the Niners on Thursday next week. So, short week. Uh, if you believe in look-ahead spots, there isn't a bigger one right there. Huge divisional matchup there. Um, I think that's the spot where you fade the Niners.
1: Mm. And
0: speaking of the Niners, we can go to that game next because they are home against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh Brock Purdy's first NFL going up against Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. And, uh, <laughs> did you ever? Purdy would be laying three and a half against Tom Brady. I mean, that's the perception of the Bucks right here. I, I think it's more of respect on San Fran's uh, defense going up against Tampa Bay's offense. I mean, yeah, we saw the Brady magic on Monday night, but we're just waiting for them to come alive offensively. And, and it just never came until those last final two drives. And the Saints really gave away that game based on what doing on offense. In uh, short yardage, so uh, Tampa very fortunate to get away there with a win against an inferior Saints team. Who I know they've always had issues against. Always has issues uh, against the Saints, but uh, I I lean San Fran here. I, I, we talk about like the injured player theory, Alec. In you know, the first game after the quarterback gets hurt, uh, you kind of get a, a rallying of the troops here. So I I think it's good value on San Francisco. I think they're gonna have a really conservative game plan. I think they're gonna play really well on defense, and I don't think Tampa's back. I mean, Tampa off that emotional win that they had no business winning. Um, so I don't. I just don't think Tampa's good. I'm not gonna think, oh, run now. No, their, their offense is pitiful. Uh, they have some schematic issues on offense. I, I don't understand. They run the ball on first down every drive two yards. Um, the short passing game is not there. Brady seems out of sync with his receivers. Uh, they had some injuries in that game, too, so I lean San Fran. I'm not going to bet this game, but uh, lean San Fran. What do you guys think? Uh,
1: I just have a lean on Tampa. Um, mainly just because I don't really know what to expect from San Fran with Brock Purdy. Um, Tampa, I mean, Tampa does not look good at all, but I mean, Tom still shows that you keep the game close, he can pull it out at the end. And I think that's possibly what you're gonna see in this game too, just come down to a last second field goal. Yeah. I mean either way, Campa would be covering the three and a half, so I would definitely leave Tampa um, with those yes. points.
0: Is his total too
1: high at thirty <laughs> seven? <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, a low total like that—you hate to say yes, but yes, right? <laughs> Doesn't this game have fourteen ten written all over it?
2: Yeah,
1: oh, uh, absolutely. Like That's the one that stands out to me. they're, they're, they're going to be struggling to find the end zone in this game.
0: Yeah, like when you see a total that low, it's that low. For to be able to look at that and go, "Oh, Tom Brady, you know, oh, he's going to put over. they will be over thirty-seven points." I think the under is a, is a soft. Do so you have any thoughts on this game? I would
2: definitely lean San Fran here. Tampa Bay's really bad. Their coach bad. San Francisco's coach very well.
0: Um, yeah. Huge edge in coaching, even for if, sure. huge.
2: Yeah, I mean, even if it was all, I mean, if it was all things even, you know, I would, I'd still like San Fran. Just, I mean, their their D line's gonna kill Tom. You know, he's gonna get banged yes. up a lot. That old line's really really beat up there is no I don't think there's another gear that Tampa has I think Tampa is just in a very bad division and they're lucking their way into some wins here and there because the other teams are so bad but San Francisco to me is you know it's a team that still is you know talent wise outside of the quarterback spot you know they're probably one of the six or seven best most talented teams in the NFL so there's no way I'd like the Bucks to beat them this week I, I like San Francisco. You know this line. If this you, wasn't Brady, if this wasn't Brady, this spread would be a lot bigger. If it was the yeah. same team and a different, you know, this is just a Brady inflated close line.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, screw it. Uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna switch my final play. I was gonna I was gonna lay the nine and a half with KC. Uh, lay the three and a half with San Fran. That's my final bet. Hey, I like it. All right. So speaking
2: you know of how little he thinks of your opinion, Camby, because you said you lean Tampa, didn't you?
1: I did. Lean, I lean, Tampa.
0: I mean, head
1: to head all week. So all, all this whole <laughs> podcast. So it's not surprising. Usually I'm on the short end of the stick. So
0: can't wait to have another losing week. Uh, speaking of KC, uh we'll go to that game, which was. Uh, as they are at Denver, Denver coming off that close loss to Baltimore. Uh, they continue. And zone, you know, kicking three field goals against a, uh, you could argue a porous Baltimore secondary. Porous. I know that word. There it is. Yep. getting the sound bite for that.
1: Uh, <laughs> and
0: then, uh, you know, KC coming off, obviously, that tough loss. Uh, it's, it's natural to want to back Mahomes off a loss. Straight road game, divisional game. It's a big number, you know, against a good defense. Denver still was a good defense. Still playing hard on the defensive side of the ball. So that's maybe switch it from, uh, you know, KC to San Fran. I think Casey's a good teaser leg this week, if you can get him under three. But,
1: uh, Al, what do you guys think? I mean, I got no play in this game either. Denver is just so bad. Uh, I mean, their defense is so good, and the fact that they can't win the game um, because they can't put up 18 points is astounding. I me. Mean, like. I've never seen probably a more disappointing offensive season than what you are seen at Denver Broncos this year. I mean, they had such high hopes at the start of the season. Like, people were pegging them as possible AFC championship contenders because they were just a quarterback away with, and then bringing in Russell Wilson. And they are doing jack shit with them. So, I mean, I just think Kansas City should be be able to run away with this game a little bit, but no play for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's it's a good defense. That's the one thing that concerns yeah. me. I actually like Casey a lot more in a teaser that it now that it got flexed out of Sunday night, Denver plays a little bit harder if it's on national TV, but now they got flexed out. You know, now it's a 4 o'clock game. Maybe they kind of lay down a little bit. So um, I think Casey, I already did it. Uh, seven point teaser with KC and the and the Bills just goal. Cool. So we'll see how it turns out, but um, yeah, no no official play me in this game, Alex. What do you think?
2: Oh, I, I agree. I mean, Denver's really bad. Kansas City off a tough loss. Um, there's really no reason whatsoever to bet Denver at all. Um, yeah, I would go KC. I think this will be a bloodbath. That's all I got. Is Denver I
0: mean, I in the? Un- I should have bet this game. Is is Denver in the unbettable category for you guys? I mean, are you could argue. Look, last week they were nine and a half point dogs at Baltimore. I think that number was too inflated based on what Baltimore has been putting out on the field the past month, really for the entire season. But the Chiefs are a different story. The Chiefs haven't been good against the number this year. I think they're five and five against the spread. So they have not. I remember that game against Tennessee. They played. I think that was a Sunday night game. Malik Willis. They they didn't cover that game. They barely won by three points. So they haven't been very good with covering big numbers. And and that was at home. So I, I would never lay this kind of number with KC on on the on the road. Um,
1: but teaser wise, I think it's a it's a safe play. I can't see them losing a Denver has actually officially been on my can't bet list ever since they lost to the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. I, mean, I, yeah. I promise never to touch Denver again this season. Yeah, good call. But I, <laughs> I, I, mean, the,
2: I mean, the under exists. So, I mean, technically betting the under of a Denver game is always okay. Do you ever think so you I see a Pat
0: Mahomes game with a total of 43 and a half? Yeah, gee, I,
2: I mean, it's, it's really bad. And I'll tell you what, if you're a Denver fan, This trade's going to haunt you for a while because they're going to be bad for a half decade. I mean,
1: the the unders hit 11 times for Denver out of 12 games. (laughs) Wow. And there is, I don't know the exact stat, but... 94% is
0: decent. There's a very high hit rate when you have a uh, divisional favorite on the road laying more than 8.5. I think it's around 60%. It might be higher than that. It might be somewhere between 60 and 70%. So, I think the under is, the, I think the total, the stronger play as opposed to to a side here. So, yeah. maybe
1: you look at the 11, under too. 11 unders out of 12 games and been under every week since week four. Week four is when they hit the, the over. <sighs> wow. They have cluster injuries that
0: were. He played last week, but he was limited today. Uh, Cortland Sutton did not practice today. Um, they're pretty beat up, Denver. So um, lean, strong lean to the under for sure. Might might actually put it in the account, but we'll see. Um, a less than stellar Monday night deal with the uh, six and six New England Patriots going to, going up against the four and eight Arizona Car- Arizona coming off the bye, but New England has the extended rest of playing Buffalo on Thursday last week, so it's kind of a wash there. Uh, opinion on this game? This is a, this is a tough one because I do believe New England is the better team, but they've had a lot of mobile quarterbacks this year, right? You think right to that game against the Bears on Monday night, where they lost outright to to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, it's enough for me to stay away from this game. Um, so I lean Arizona, but I think I don't think you want to bet on the team that has a coach that's fired at the end of the year. So Arizona is pretty bad. New England is a better defense, but they've struggled, struggled against those uh, scrambling quarterbacks. So you guys think
2: uh, I do yeah, want to yeah. bet on,
1: I uh, sorry.
2: No, I was just going to, I mean, I just have a, my lean would be uh, like, I was going to bet the game for new England, but there've been some bad flags with the Patriots. Like one is that normally they take your best option away. Like that's what the Patriots are known for doing. right? They take the best thing you do away from you. And they just don't do that this year, you know. Like I mean, Justin Jefferson smoked them two weeks ago. Lose on a kick return. There's enough things there to make me think, you know, maybe Belichick doesn't navigate his way to a miracle ten and seven like he does every year. So, you know, but going back to, you know, the Cardinals were ten and one last year, right? They were ten yes. and one. Go, Green Bay, go the first right, game. Yeah, go right there. So go week twelve to this year's week 12 or whatever we're in, they're really bad. I mean, they're like they, – they're probably like 6-15 and 15 or something crazy. So, they're really been one of the worst teams in the league since they peaked in that Halloween game last year, whatever it was, and they beat the Vans. Um, they've been really bad for a full year. You got Kyler Murray talking about how they're effed schematically in a post-game presser. It a quite a soundbite. Um so yeah, I mean they're falling apart again. If it, if the Patriots' defense was a little more reliable, I would love the Patriots here. But it's just they haven't been their normal selves this year, so I just can't quite do it.
1: I mean, Go, Cammy. You look you look though at the common factor of their scheduling uh, from when they hit downfall last year. It's when they lost DeAndre Hopkins, and then he was suspended for the first eight games yep. of the season. So and that was a big factor. Granted, they are still one and four in their last five games, even with him back in the lineup. But <laughs> uh, I do think this is a good spot for Arizona um, to win at home. I think that Patriots, uh, Patriots are a hit and, hit or miss team, and Arizona, like they get, they are got nothing really to play for coach on the hot seat, but I think that I mean, they just have to come out and prove something to me, and there's no real reason why I think that it's going to get done, but I'm just putting my faith in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to get it done, so I'm taking Arizona Cardinals at plus two with my fifth bet. Okay.
0: I kind of like Arizona. I think New England, they have a good defense, but I think a lot of those defensive stats are kind of skewed based on their strength, of the offenses they've played. And I think New England on defense really struggle with a lot of speed on the opposing offense. And Arizona does have speed. Obviously with Hopkins and Murray with his uh, threat in the in the running game as well. Um, who was that Arizona wide receiver that did not play last week? He is the rookie. Um he is escaping my, my. Um, Robert, uh, is it? What's his name? He's like their second or third wide receiver. He he didn't play last week.
2: Robert I'm looking Wooden, up the. I
0: don't know. Not Robert Woods. No. Uh, Ron, uh, oh, Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't play last week. I think they could definitely have some opportunities in the passing he's game.
1: Quest- he's been questionable this week so far. Yes. Kyler Murray tends
0: to play well on Monday night. I don't know his record uh, off the top of my head, but I know he has played well on Monday night football. So uh, might be a good spot for Arizona maybe to get one of their last wins because um, they're definitely not going to be making the playoffs. So. Right. All right. So we can go to our teaser segment. Uh, let's start with Alex, and we'll get your teaser.
2: Teaser plays for the week. How exciting. One of my favorite times of the year. Let me get back in front of my computer. Okay, I stole for time. <laughs> definitely. Rainer. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> definitely, definitely Minnesota, 100%. Um, that's a no-brainer because I like them to win outright. So getting them plus eight, whatever it is, is plus eight, uh, yep. easy for me. Yep. And then uh, I'm actually going to go to a game I didn't bet in this game. Just to get it down, and that's going to be Dallas. And then I will be double-digit. But, yes, screw you, Wong. I'm doing <laughs> this to get it to ten and a half. But Dallas laying ten and a half, I'll cover that
0: easy. So okay. Dallas yeah.
2: and Minnesota. Suck my Wong.
1: <laughs> Campbell, what you got? Uh, I'm also going with a game I didn't bet, but it's not going to be Dallas. I'm going with the Eagles, dropping them from seven to minus one. Uh, and I'm going to pair them with a team that I think the spreads are already too big. Um, the New York Jets get that over two touchdowns to plus 15 and a half. So equals minus one Jets plus 15 and a half. Maybe my six point teaser.
0: I like it. Uh, hopefully we can middle somewhere because I got Casey and Buffalo. It's the teaser I'd, I bet at uh, minus two and a half. So. Uh, road team and a home team. There, we'll see if they could, or at least if Casey could bounce back after last week. All right, uh, we get our best bets in, get our, our five plays and our teasers in. Any any thoughts on this week or the lines from next week? Anything jump out to you?
1: Let me bring up next week, real quick.
0: Just looking at some of the for next week. I thought it was interesting that uh, Washington was laying four against the Giants. I thought that was a little steep, just based on how even I think they are. I mean, Washington is one of the worst home field advantages, the, advantages in the NFL. Right? Maybe I give them a point. So if these giant, teams under, giant
2: fans are invading that stadium next weekend,
0: that's what I'm saying. So if you give a point for home field, right? Let's say on a neutral on a neutral field, how many more do you think Washington is better than the Giants? First of all. No, I don't. Okay, he does. I don't. Let's say they're a point minus one on a neutral field. Do you give three points for home field to the commanders to make this four? Line is too steep. Right? Now, the question is... I
2: I think so. I mean, look, it was... uh, I mean, the other weird thing about it is Washington was favored by two and a half in, in MetLife last week. You know, so now it's four. Um, I don't know anything that would have happened that makes you think Washington is that much more talented. But I'll tell you, they tied last Sunday. And now the Giants are going to come back this next week. And they're going to get McKinney and Holmes and Adoree Jackson back. Um, so that's their entire secondary. So if you think of all the third and longs the Heineke converted – you know this defense should next Sunday look a lot more like it did in the first half of the year than it's looked since Houston, which is when we lost all our defensive guys. So, I, I can tell you where I'm betting next Sunday night, but you know what? You know the answer already.
0: But, but you also have the Commanders probably back for the first time this year, right? So a bit of a pass rush.
2: Is he going to do anything against Andrew Thomas, Chet?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Go around, not. you know, they could flip him. They could bring him to the other side. Put him up against Neil.
2: So can I? Oh, uh, well, Neil. Oh, well, you don't want to do that either. Well, what I would say is, Chase. What I would say about um, Chase Young right now, and I was bringing this up. They they clearly are disappointed in his rehab because they opened his window like five weeks ago. <laughs> you know, like normally mm-hmm. it's like you're activated, okay, a week. You're doing indie drills. The next week you're limited, and then you play. And three weeks in a row, it's been a coin flip before game time, and he hasn't played at all. His ACL, he's probably not coming back this year the way people think. I mean, he got hurt, what, week eight last year? Mm-hmm. Um, so ACLs, you know, different guys. Some guys are just on a, a year-and-a-half, two-year recovery. Look at, how, look at how worthless Saquon was last season. You know, it, it took him really a full 20 months to get back to his normal self. So even if Chase plays, I don't see him impacting the game all that much. Um, we'll talk about that next week, but I love the Giants plus four next week, especially when they get killed by the Eagles. And I guarantee you this line goes to five. It's possible. A
0: really and, and that really jumps out to me is look at this Philly and Giants game this week and the, the line seven, right? Probably it might get to seven and a half before kickoff. Yeah. At Philly at Chicago line next week, seven and a half. So the books are telling you that the Giants and the bears are equal teams. So the Giants are not getting a lot of respect in the books. You know, I mean, they they are know, not a believer in the team.
1: That's kind of like looking at this week's line and last week's or and next week's line is weird to me for the Jets Lions game too. Like you have the Lions as a two and a half point favorite this week against the Vikings, and then next week as two and a half point dogs to the Jets. That's three. Um, it's three. Yeah.
2: I think You're Vegas just doesn't know how to handle the Lions. Yeah. I mean, the Lions, the Jets, the Giants, Vegas has been confused
1: about these teams all year. So I, I, also feel that's the, team, you know. I also feel the Packers are very inflated right now. I don't think they should be a 9 point favorite to anyone even if it's the Rams. No,
0: that's Obviously, very true team to fade on the road and back at home. They've only won. uh, No, they have won two games on the road, but they they beat the Bears and and the Giants. And the Giants are pretty beat up. So maybe Detroit just seems like a team you want to fade uh, on the road and and back at home. But yeah, I'm with you on. the. They haven't showed the ability to get separation against anybody, Um, but it is the Rams. So probably teaser
1: teaser option for next Uh week. The Bills, I also feel, is a little inflated for the Dolphins game. I, that seven points seems a little much on that one, too, for me.
0: Yeah, and I thought the Minnesota line's a little short. I mean, the Colts have nothing to play for. Minnesota's only late five against the Colts. Minnesota and the Giants are two teams that the books are not high on. I'm telling you, they're progression from those teams down the stretch. But we will find out. I mean, they're not always correct, so... Um, that's why they bet the game.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. So, other than that, uh, Jacksonville and Dallas stands out to me because that is the game before Dallas plays Philly on Christmas Eve. And that is a big number. Uh, Depending on what happens this week, I am going to be looking very close at that jaguars Dallas game. (laughs) Oh, oh, the
2: Cowboys fade. Jaguars money line. Money (laughs) line. (laughs)
0: I might go to that game in person just to witness the massacre. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That is it on my end. If you guys don't have any other final thoughts, we will call it a night and wait for the week 14 games to
1: commence. Oh, I got bad bad slate this weekend. I don't like, don't love the board. Yeah, I'm I'm just glad this is last week, four buys. Uh, We'll be back to the full 16 game slates from here on out. So sure, definitely. But then you have
0: three games on Saturday. It's like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, are they trying to get these players killed? I'll
2: tell you right. this, you know, you know the league is like shaking to start putting games on the same day as Army Navy, and they're just like barely refraining right now. Because you you know the second the college is over they want to do Saturday. So I wonder if, sure. if that'll change going forward, but let's hope not. But you know the league's got to be, like, shaking to do that.
1: Well, the other thing, I don't know if we're going to match our 60% success rate that we did last week since we're pretty much head-to-head guaranteeing a 50% rate between us this <laughs> week.
0: Well, yeah, something's got to <laughs> give, I guess.
2: It's, it's a bad <laughs> board, right? Like, that's what happens yeah. when a bad board happens.
1: Yep. But also, yep. I mean, that makes for the kind of fun of it, just us having opposing views on how these teams – are valued, and I mean, it brings out the competitiveness a little bit.
0: That's <laughs> it. That's why they play the games. And uh, we will teen uh, lackluster slate, but it's still football. It's hard to believe we're in week 14 as we make that stretch into the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But until then, we will see you next week on BetWitchet.